0: sink them
1: what is good everybody it's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again here breaking down what the Houston Texans and Bears are going to look like this Sunday but I'm not doing it alone I got my guy hoodie Jonathan Hood from ESPN 1000 in the building let's talk about all that and more starting now If you are new to the channel, please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking bears. Our bears talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. And like I said, got to introduce the man, the myth, the legend. All the way from nights into days on the new uh, and J Hood show. Is it still new hoodie? Is it still count as the new and J Hood show? Jonathan Hood on the channel. What's going on, brother? <laughs>
0: If you've never listened to the show, then it's new to you, Absolutely. Thanks for it. I'm glad to be here, man. Thanks for having
1: me. Man, listen, I've been, we've been trying to link up, but I feel like me and you have like a very simpatico work schedule. So it's good to Mm -hmm. finally get you on the show and break this down, man. I mean, listen, coming into the season, you were a little bit more down on the Bears than I were based on the talent, based on a lot of the things they didn't do this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just starting this off, right? I mean, after seeing this team start off one and one where are your feelings on this bears team you still feel like this is a sub seven win team or is this a
0: maybe they can sneak a little more out well coming into the season my prediction for the bears was seven and ten yeah which and the over under in vegas went till it was six so i i chose seven and the reason why is pat is because there's some coin flip games in there in the schedule where it's like you can go either way. Absolutely. But ultimately, you know, what we see these uprush line teams in the NFL it comes down to talent. And so when I saw the Bears and what they brought forth uh, for the upcoming season against San Francisco, I thought, hmm, this roster is somewhat mid, and rightfully so, because you cannot win in this league with just below average wide receivers yep. or offensive line that's kind of makeshift. It's just like, uh, to, if, to me, a playoff team is when you can pick out four to six guys, offense, defense, special teams, and identify those guys as difference makers. And I just think that for this Bears team, because you got rid of their Robinson, you got rid of Mack, you got rid of uh, Keem Hicks, to me, it was one of these situations where it's like, okay, so you're trying to somewhat start over. It's not necessarily a complete tank, but you're trying to uh, bring in some players to give them an opportunity to play to find out if they can be a starter for year two, year three, year four down the line. So. That's why my pessimism is there based on the roster composition. Absolutely.
1: And and it's, listen, it, when you came into the season, right, you didn't feel like this team was going to be dominant either way, right? Just based on like you said, roster composition and also just the fact that they were all the big names that we had, right. They pulled them to other teams. All right, let's get rid of them. Yeah. Let's get rid of them. We're starting over whether polls wants to say it or not. This is a rebuild kind of season, but I think right. The, the interesting part when you get into, you know, you win the San Francisco game. Now you get into the green Bay game. I think it was like, okay, we're going to be somewhere in the middle there, but was there something from that green Bay game? An inkling of anything that you looked at heading into this week's game that you're like, Let's keep that up. Let's keep rolling with that. That's the part of the game, the the part of the team that I really want to see continue.
0: Um, possibly more in the San Francisco game than the Green Bay game. Yeah, we can go back to the last game and say, okay, offensively speaking, you did not get the ball down the field. There was no rain. There's the no monsoon. Yeah, so cut that cut that out. Like there was no issues with weather. It was ineptitude. That was the problem with the Bears' offense. Hundred you know, if you're a wide receiver, you just run a route. So you just, you just getting your workout, you get your steps in because apparently you're not there to catch the ball. So you just get your steps in. Uh, and that was a problem. Yeah. Running the football. Obviously I want to see that all season. I love David Montgomery. I love David Montgomery. And I know that the rubber is going to meet the road at some point uh, here in the off season to decide whether or not he's going to be the guy who's going to be Khalil Herbert. All I know is that the strength of the Bears run the football, which is cool in 1990 yeah. but in 2022 if you don't have a balance of giving the defense something to look at by having a deep threat and throwing the ball down the field um that's not gonna work so but all shout out to the offensive line to give holes to David Montgomery I love that and I love that for Herbert as well so the running lanes are there that's on the offensive side defensively you want to get to the quarterback you will be able to knock the ball out one of the things that we don't talk enough about Pat is that we did see Rogers, again, that was just a, a messed up handoff to the running back, but at least the Bears were opportunistic enough to get the football, yeah. right? And so they're getting back to that lovey. It's funny, lovey's in town on a Sunday because they're getting back to that takeover thing, right? Yeah. They used to have, like, I didn't even know this until, like, last offseason. They actually had a takeover, like a, a takeaway bucket but it had cobwebs. We didn't know anything about it because the Bears weren't getting takeaways. How do you have a gimmick? It's like having that, like, in college, you got this title belt. when you Wait, get under Nagy, we had a takeaway bucket? Right, right. Well, well, how would you know when you're not getting any takeaways? Like, the gimmick is stupid, right? It's like in college, we got this championship belt, and it's like, yeah. hey, when you score a touchdown, you get a belt. Well, it's like, you don't get the belt if you don't get into the end zone. Yeah, right? so, yeah. so why do you need the gimmick, right? You don't, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so at least what I'm seeing, Pat, is. My hope is, is that the Bears are apt to try to take the ball away like we saw under Lovey all those years for the years he was here. So those are a few things I'd like to see in the Houston game moving forward.
1: Here's the one thing that excites me, and I just want to hear your thoughts on it, where I look at this as, now, I looked at, the first two weeks, right? Week one, you really can't do much about. Like, th- it was literally a monsoon. We changed the grass and all of a sudden, water doesn't go into the dirt anymore. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> we were playing yeah. in my basement, basically. And then yeah. week two, it comes out and you see, right, as as I watch the tape, you see, okay, there's some passes Justin could have made that he didn't make. And if we keep this up, to me, it felt like Luke Getzey and maybe Floose as well going, the media is going to kill this kid anyway. We might as well go heavy run on Montgomery. We might as well go heavy run with Herbert, try to work him in a little bit. But if he keeps missing all these reads, the media is going to destroy him. He's not prepared for this game just yet, but going into week three, I think you'll see more of the opposite because he's been practicing against cover two in training camp. He's been practicing against cover two all offseason, right? And so now you're seeing something that he's more familiar with. I think we'll see him throw the ball a little bit more versus a defense that he's used to. What do you think we're going to see from Justin Fields on Sunday? Do you see him having another eleven pass game, or is he going to be trying to get that down to field a little bit more?
0: If you want to find out if Justin Fields is your future, you better let him throw the football down the and That's field. my I, I theory. Don't, I don't want them to turn the ball over, Pat. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if he's that kind of quarterback because if you're putting the handcuffs on him, how will you be able to do that? Okay, so we'll push the San Francisco game to the side. Yeah. All right, so Trey Lance wasn't very good. Justin wasn't very good yeah. in that rain, right? You want to run the football. You get this magical pass to Pettis on the right side for a touchdown, open up the offense. That was good enough against San Francisco. But when you take on the top top teams like Green Bay, like run the football exclusively is not going to get it done. Yeah. It's just, it just won't. Um, the olds will always tell you that it's about defense and running the football. Yeah, uh, Not in 2022, son. It is not. <laughs> it, is, it is about throwing the football down the field. And that mixture, right? Yeah. That good blend. Like, it's good that you have a semblance of a running game, but you've got to be able to throw it down the field. So here's what I expect. I expect for the Bears to throw the football or have at least attempts 22 times. We'll just use that as a I love it. 22 times. I love it. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to go for 22, but 22. But what I tell you is that he's got to take shots down the field. Now, you know it's Lovey Smith's team. So you know that they're going to be ready defensively to try to get after Justin to get him on his feet. And if he's got to run for the first down, do that. man. Do it. If Josh Allen could do it, then how come Justin Fields can't do it, right? Yeah, 100%. Oh, you're you're too young, Pat, to go through sports radio saying that when, when black quarterbacks was running out of the pocket, that that was just unseemly. <laughs> you have to stay in the pocket and get your ass whooped. That's what they were saying back then. Oh, why man. is that guy, why is Randall Cunningham running out of the pocket? <laughs> why can't he just stand there and take a beating like a man? That's, I mean, dude, I lived through that. Yeah. Like, and so now we see it all the time, right? Quarterbacks are like, I'm not going to get killed because you want me to stay in the pocket. I'm about to here until you can find some offensive linemen. And so the same thing with Justin, Justin people are criticizing his reads, bro. If he has 3.2 seconds to get the ball out. Yeah. The average is 2.79. I saw that. I saw that, that stat this week. So he has a little bit more time than normal, but still if no one's open, you should run. Yeah. Absolutely, sir, because it's about getting the first down. But at the same time, I expect I'll just use a nice number like 22 and let's use that as a base because 22 is better than 11. How about that?
1: Yeah, no, and here's the thing. That's all I've asked for all season, right? Because for me, I think you just saw the offense you want to run. Like I keep, I keep saying that on the show. Like if Justin Fields really wants to see how this offense runs, look at what they did on the other side, especially just this season. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have weapons right now. Not granted he's Aaron Rodgers, right? But he doesn't have weapons right now. He's not able to go out there and just trust that he's going to be able to throw this broken play to Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams is catching broken plays over in Oakland. So I think the interesting thing here is, okay, you saw Aaron Rodgers essentially not be the main reason that you got killed on a Sunday for once. And Bears fans can't say that we've seen that very often. We saw more of a, okay, this run game is going to destroy you. This uh, 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 passing game is going to be used kind of as a crutch to to keep you off balance. And so I'm looking at that game and saying, that's the game plan. I want to see the bears take forward 25 passes is 22 to 25 passes. That's all I need from my quarterback in a run heavy offense. Listen, I don't know if bears fans notice, but we're running the Titans. We're running the, the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. We're not out here on uh, uh arrowhead level yet. We're not the chiefs where we can drop back to pass at 44 times a game. And if we get there, I think that then you, you start to make those assessments, but to me, right. And, and I'll ask you this, right if this season and even going into this next game, right? Because we'll essentially have three games in a row of maybe minimal passing. Do you feel like there will be a ability to make a fair assessment of what Justin is? Even if you talk about him throwing 22 passes, that's still 44 passes in three weeks. We saw, uh, um, what, what's my man in uh, Dallas? I can't even think of his name right now. Reed Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. I don't know why I keep yeah. going. Reed Cooper Rush. Throw forty-four passes. His second start in the NFL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you make that fair assessment of what Justin's going to be if we have that three weeks in?
0: No, but I know in this hot take society, there's going to be a lot of opinions about Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, but that, see, the national I'm nerds a, are ready. But, but see, I'm a patient man. And you should be too because yeah. we're Bears fans. So we got, <laughs> we so got nothing else we had, to do. <laughs> well, we, we got to have patience, right? You got yeah. patience. Like, like, okay, so maybe I'm old school. I don't think I am uh, because I'm watching football and enjoying football for what it is today, Pat. Yeah. But I need to have a full season of no Andy Dalton over this dude's shoulder, yep. no Simmy over his shoulder, where it's his job to win or lose and for 17 games to find out what he can do. Now, how about this? How about, I'm also giving him next year as well, because I expect for the Bears to be able to spend money to get quality offensive linemen and wide receivers and weapons and a tight end that can catch Cole Komet, you're out of here. Um, you, you, you've you, got to be able to do that. Because, let me ask you this, because we talked about this this morning. Yeah. So, you asked about evaluation for Justin Fields. So, can I evaluate Justin Fields this year with EQ St. Brown and with Darnell Mooney and Bayless Jones is not healthy and Dante Pettis and Byron Pringle now some of those guys are just on prove it deals for them to move on next year yeah like, like yeah I don't expect Pringle and Pettis and those guys they, they won't be here they're on prove it deals to show what they can do on better teams yeah so I can evaluate Justin for this group and this rickety offensive line but next year when you do have weapons and someone's a deep threat, right? But move fantasy to the side. Yeah. Can you can you identify someone on this offense, other wide receivers, and you say, man, if he gets open, it's over. Mm, not even Darnell Mooney yet, because that's yeah. one reception for minus four yards. You, even, you didn't even target dude, right? Yeah. But as we move on, maybe Darnell will be that dude. Maybe there's gonna be someone else, but I'm not so sure. But I will evaluate Justin to see through the going pains, how he handles it. And then next year, if they get weapons and they do, if you just, if you're just trying to bolster defense, yeah, don't do anything offensively. Yeah. I'm going to be mad because everything should be about Justin Fields development, everything. 100%. He's the number one guy on your team. Take care of him. So no, it's not the Texans game, the season. How does he handle it? That's my, that's my whole thing for me.
1: Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think, right. If he was, There's some dudes that are special and I think Justin has an ability to be that guy, but he's gone through so many changes initially, right? Like I think of a guy like Deshaun Watson, who tough transition, but who, uh, (laughs) I mean, day one, play one, right. Essentially he had tight ends blocking for him on his offensive line. And he still looked amazing in his rookie year, right? Like, I think there's those special players you can say that about, but it's also the NFL that that's not going to be the case, the case for the majority. You look at a situation like Pat Mahomes, we can say what we want. You know, Pat Mahomes uh, came in and lit the world on fire. Pat Mahomes joined a AFC title team (laughs) and then just had to turn into the full player that he was. But I, I think for me, right the thing that I'm doing on a week-by-week basis with Justin isn't a full-on analysis. It's more of a, okay, are you improving on what we saw last season? Are you improving on the things that we saw last week, right? Like, there, there's a couple of plays where, a couple of pass plays, where protection was actually good. Um, Justin Fields had a guy streaking down the sideline wide open. And to me, he's got to pull the trigger on those plays. But I'm also not naive enough to say, well, you know, he's never seen this kind of defense set in front of him before. So he's just going to pull the trigger. He's also trying to not protect the foot or he's trying to protect the football. He's trying not to make mistakes, right? Like there's a lot of that that goes into being a young quarterback here. I think the biggest thing for me week by week is that I want to see him improve upon mistakes that he made last week. If we go into this week, and Equinamia St. Brown is streaking down the sideline wide open, begging for Justin to throw the ball. And Justin looks at him and then goes for the five-yard dump off to Monty. Now it's like, okay, now you're not improving. Now you're not learning. Now there's a disconnect somewhere week by week that we need to get over. And I think that's kind of the best way to assess what this team is going to be long-term, what Justin Fields is going to be long-term, just based on is he improving on the mistake? Say what we want about the situation with Mitch here. Mitch is still making some of the same mistakes in, in Pittsburgh.
0: Yes, he is. <laughs> like
1: like the the second year, the third year mistakes that he was making his rookie. He's still making some of those same mistakes. So I think that's the part that to me really stands out. Do you feel like we have the coaching staff to improve upon those things week by week, right? Because if we go into this Packer game and Luke gets, he calls 11 passes. I'm going to, I'm going to be hot. <laughs> I'm going to be hot because you can't do anything
0: with that. I mean, to answer your question, I don't know. I know that's not an answer you want, but yeah. I don't know. And here's why I don't know. You got first-year head coach. You got first-year offensive coordinator. You got a, a a quarterback really in his first year. That last year with Nagy, it was just nonsense. He yeah. was thrown in there because of pressure and because Big Red got got hurt, right? So I don't know the answer to that. You would think somebody from Green Bay um, that worked with Aaron Rodgers would have some tricks. Uh, I heard Jesse's press conference the other day. Uh, he's still steadfast in his belief that on fourth and inches, fourth and one, that was the right play call. Might have been, but still Justin should have tucked his head under the center Yeah, was able to score. Yeah, Or Walter Payton over the top, Yeah, something, right? And it, it just, it's, it's stuff like that that's bothersome, but also part of the growing pains with this Bears team. So it's funny because with Justin, Pat, I think they, everybody grows together one way or the other, right? Yeah. First year quarterback, first year, head coach, first year offensive coordinator. You know, there is the haves and the have-nots in this league, right? Oh, yeah. There is first 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 couple of years in the league, uh, Justin Herbert, set the world on fire. First couple of years in the league, Patrick Mahomes. And then there's like Davis Mills and then there's Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, there's layers to this, right? Oh, yeah. Like you have a young quarterback And then you, but you already had the weapons ready to go, right? It's like, all right, we get this young quarterback in a position to succeed. He can do it. Like Cooper Rush, whatever you say about him, he's a backup to Dak Prescott. How did he win last week? Uh, Because there's weapons. (laughs) Because there's there's weapons. Because there's people, Yeah. Because they didn't, because in those situations I just told you about with like Herbert or with Mahomes, you had to start over. You came in with over.
1: Keenan Allen there. You came in with Tyreek Hill there. You came in with <laughs>
0: See? Yeah. yeah. So so there's layers to this, right? And so that's why I have to be patient to see what he can do. Um, because everyone's learning together.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I, I think here's here's the question, right, coming into this week, right? You get a win here, you're two and one. Let's let's say they get a win here, they're two and one. They're going to win Sunday. I, I I fully believe it too. I'm like, I, I was, I was in here ranting. First off, I was ranting on bears fans that were on Twitter. Like he criticized the fans for not working as hard. I was like, dude, you're a plumber. Like, I'm sorry. You don't, you don't get in the huddle once a week. Like I love plumbers. Shout out to you guys, but, but you're not in the huddle once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that right when you, when you look at, the possibility of this Bears team getting a win Sunday. They're two and one. You've got a Giants team that, yeah, they're playing better too, but they're also beatable. They're three and one. Right now, you're talking about putting something on tape to me that improves you the mindset in the building, but also gets people outside looking. The biggest thing on the Bears has been to me, I've called them the national nerds. The national nerds just love to crap on the Bears. When there's reason to crap on them, but there's teams in the other that we play this year that are in the same situation. I think if you start to get a couple of wins here, this team is so young. The confidence can take them further than they thought that they were going to be able to go further than they thought they were going to be able to accomplish this season. Cause I think there's vets in the building that are like, yeah, we're, t- we're a six win team. You start to win a few games Now it's a whole different thing. Do you think that this could be the season? I'll I'll give the analogy of, is this like the Bulls bringing in Vucevic and all of a sudden people in the building were like, wait a minute, we can win. We can win some games with a team that we're putting together here. Is this the mindset changing year for this team?
0: I I think defensively it is. I think defensively because here's why I know that. The strength of the team is on the defense. Absolutely. Because it's, so let's just say, it starts with Robert Quinn does Roquan Smith have to play better football? Yes, he does. There's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because dude, uh, you know, should be a cornerstone for this franchise for 10 years. Yeah. He's he's pissed off about his contract situation. I know he doesn't really want to be here, but I think once the season continues to roll on, I think he'll be an asset to this team like he always has been. I think Eddie Jackson is a guy here. I could not believe this when I saw this. I thought I was I thought I was tweaking when I saw that <laughs> Eddie Jackson hasn't had a uh takeover since twenty Yeah, I'm like, that can't be right. Yeah. It's right. Yeah. Until until this, until just recently in San Francisco, I'm like, my God, man, where's he been? He's supposed to be that ball hawk, right? So that's a strength. Nobody throws to Jalen Johnson. There's a positive zero. No, I mean that's the stat. Like no one throws his way. Is,
1: is it? Is it because Kyler Gordon's been so subpar to this point, though? That's that's that was my issue with Vildor last season. Like,
0: <laughs> I I just know that I saw zero, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take it's the Bears. I'll yeah. take any victory, even though that is a sleight of hand stat. I still like it. <laughs> swear, I'll take that shit. I'll take it right now. How about hey, that? Hey, I'm but, with so, it. So so that's the strength of the team, Pat. So. I think from defensively, from their standpoint, yeah. I think that they feel have that in the building. Now, I wonder how they feel about it offensively. Yeah. That's my question. Like, I I think that offensively speaking, I wonder if they had that same swagger. Yeah. Because I think this defense feels like they can still get the quarterback. And it all comes from this hits principle from uh coach eber right it sounds collegiate sounds like high school but it it it, he tries to make things simple you do these four things we can be able to get to the quarterback and you know turn and flip the field for the offense okay a mission statement i got it coach this is what you want us to do if we hit these four things you won't be on my ass in practice okay let's do this
2: right but
0: offensively, where's that hits principle on the offense what's what's their principle
2: I,
1: I think you see it with specific guys. And to me, those are the guys you have to really focus in on, especially for next season. But it feels like they're the guys the Bears hate the most, right? Like I see Tevin Jenkins exuding the hit principle where he pancake blocks some guy to the ground, sees Justin rolling out, jumps up and goes and kills another guy. That's the yep. hits principle to me on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. I think we see guys showing that. But there's such a lack of opportunity for them to show it right in the run game. Listen, we're watching Monty In the run game. Monty Monty's doing some amazing things, breaking tackle hits. This guy gets him off the offensive line is clearing holes for him. But in the passing game, that's really where you get the opportunity to see that hits principle on display. And we've seen 28 passes in two weeks. So you haven't been able to see that on the offensive side.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I think that changes somewhat against Houston. Yeah. And, and can we just tell you? And I don't mind being wrong, but if this, if that doesn't happen against Houston, okay. Now you start looking with a little side eye, like, okay. Oh yeah. So, so when will this, when will this begin? Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, if you're not doing it against, and I'm not saying Houston is, Houston is uh, in transition post Deshaun Watson, so I can understand where Lovey's going through right now uh, as far as him trying to put a new coat of paint on that houston texans outfit right 100 percent. but um yeah if you can't do it against them you can't move the ball you can't move it down the field that's a problem now it's funny we talked to the local uh uh, meteorologist tracy butler yeah from channel seven abc seven in chicago for those that are watching and listening uh outside of the city limits and we talked to her this morning we said hey what's the weather like tracy She's like, it's gonna be 35 mile an hour winds. It's like, oh, so we had the rain game, and we're gonna have gusty winds on Sunday <laughs> to knock the ball down. Run the ball. <laughs> we've literally,
1: we've literally had three games of now Green Bay, right? You couldn't see the rain as much because it was much less. We've literally yeah. had three games of like well, the conditions would tell us to just pound the rock and keep going
2: forward, <laughs> <laughs>
0: like cool, like run the ball.
1: But you gonna score with it, right, Pat? Here's here's the thing that I'll ask you, right? Like, do you like that we're seeing? I have I have two feelings on this. I feel like you have to figure out how to develop Justin if you're gonna have long term success. Sure. That's the bottom line of it. You have to figure that out. But we also are seeing a coaching staff and credit to them that's going into every week with the game plan of this is the thing that gives us the best chance to win, whether we like it or not, that part hurts a little more. But last week, after watching the all twenty two, they were stacking eight in the box, and Monty was killing people.
0: That, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but, you know what, but, but you're not but see in in that scenario, right couple games, so you're not keeping the defense honest, right? Safety starts sneaking in there, yeah. sneaking into the box like, well, they're not going to throw the ball down the field. Let's just stack it up a little bit, right? I mean, because if the Bears are not going to throw the football, I don't need to be back here. So as a safety, I'll sneak up in the box a little yeah. more. and be able. So if that's the case, man, that's a problem. That's happened in the San Francisco game. They were sneaking up in the box. like, all you're going to do is run the ball. So yeah. let's just get in position, right? But, but you have to keep the defense honest to the point where it's like, yeah, he might throw the ball down the field. But because if, if you're exclusively run the ball, then you just become one dimensional. You don't have splash plays offensively in this league. You don't win. No, you don't win enough. That
1: I That's, agree with a hundred percent. But I think the yeah. the thing that at least excites me right is they're not so stuck to maybe doing something specific. They're more so stuck to what's going to give us the best chance to win this game. That's what it looked like to me in the Green Bay game, right? Even in the uh, San Francisco game, they were pounding the rock and green and and San Francisco was playing up. But you look on the flip side of that, right? San Francisco is trying to put it through the air. They're trying to play the, okay, we got to make Trey Lance look good. He's got to come out and show us something or he's playing the flip side of it, which a lot of people think Nagy did with Mitch, right? Go ahead and let him throw. Uh, But you, you look at it and Trey Lance had what, two interceptions, which are the reason that San Francisco ends up losing the game. So you kind of, I like that they're playing the balance role of, okay, What's going to give us the best opportunity to win this game? We're going to try and develop this kid as much as possible. But at the end of the day, the goal is to win this game. I feel like a lot of that has been lost with a lot of head coaches we've had, because just about every head coach we've had has had to develop some young quarterback. So every head coach we've had has made that that statement of, I want to see them grow. I want to showcase what they can do instead of, I'm going to do what we got to do to win this game
0: yeah you're trying not to lose instead of trying to win the game yeah right that's what the Steelers are doing with mitch right now basically
1: like it they, it, like, it, it, literally was that like right like you you looked at yeah. that you looked at that last night and it was like all right mitch is he's okay he's okay right. oh you just turn it into mitch again like all right let's right. let's just try not to lose now
0: and, and 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 here's the here is the conundrum with him right he's not awful he's not great and in that middle sucks it does because you don't know what you're getting for weeks yeah right and so that's what it is right he's not going to throw a bunch of picks that's going to lose the game he also is not going to make all these big splash plays there's going to be some i'll give you an example there was he threw in triple coverage and was able to zing the ball in there at one point in the second half i'm like "Hmm." i know he i know that's in him but it's not enough of that in him to be able to win And, and that's good enough to stay paid in the nfl like if you want a nice steady job in the nfl yeah. right it's like that family member is like you really don't have like a job but you got that nice steady you, steady income coming are in you, are you know, calling handyman. mitch and the
1: offensive of brother is that what you're doing right now yeah, pretty
0: much pretty much
1: that's like that steady
0: income like he man that's a hustle he's a hustle man y'all need to keep that hustle because he could do just enough to keep getting paid yeah that's what that's what mitch is and I'll tell you one thing omar epps on the sidelines yeah. there, Mike Tomlin, Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not going to deal with this too much longer. No, so it,
1: to- They're going to pick it by next yeah. week at a minimum to me. I, I think the funny thing is, right. And, and you can speak to this. I feel like we've hit an era where teams are no longer willing to allow a quarterback to be just okay. Right? Like, Growing up for me, there was a ton of just okay quarterbacks in the NFL and mm-hmm. all the, all the teams would do would say, okay, we're going to get a good running back. We're going to get a good offensive line around him, We're going to get a solid defense and we're going to win as many games as we can with this guy, because this is the guy that we have unless some magical person comes along. Does it feel like, right? We're maybe a little too quick. With these guys, I mean we're we're in Justin's first contract, and now, you know, there's people that are that are gonna be next season talking about this guy's not it or this guy's the savior. Pay him all the money in the world or trade him now.
0: Uh that's that's daytime talk show fodder. That's where that comes from. And shout out to all the people that I know that are on daytime sports talk shows. But I mean a perfect example of what you're talking about is like uh like Daniel Jones. Yeah. Giants, right? It just, I mean, you don't have another, you don't have a backup in mind. So Daniel Jones is what they drafted a few years ago. And you're sticking with them. Yeah. Solid vanilla, solid vanilla ice cream. That's, that's what he is, right? That nothing special. Just, you know, when you get vanilla ice cream, you know what you're getting. Um, talk shows that need to be able to jump on young players because they want Tom Brady yesterday. I'm talking about for any of these young players yeah. is unfair because Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady when he first came into the NFL. Um, You know, I I think that people, many people, social media, talk shows as well, want to see greatness right away. And it doesn't work that way. Uh, I think that, especially in the NBA, I think that we get that a lot, right? As a young player that comes over, that comes out of college or, goes from high school or goes to the G league and comes over to the NBA and you expect him to be LeBron the first year. That's that's not how that works. It's about development. And some people are are patient for that. Some are not. I think at the quarterback position, is the number one thing we talk about all the time, right? We, we have bypassed Pat, not talking about front offices, not talking about head coaches, not talking about draft status. We just go right to the quarterback. Yeah. Is the quarterback good? Yes or no. Can he play? Yes or no. And you need to know right now. You need to know right now.
2: Can yeah, play? Yeah.
0: And this is why I'm I'm going to hit pause on Justin Fields until we see him for at least a year where he's the man. Guy's ain't even a man yet. I've been seeing this <laughs> my homies on ESPN, just like, <laughs> you know, the Bears are not doing right by Justin Fields. Yeah. Well, the Bears picked the lane, bro. They they, they was like, as much as you might have liked Hakeem Hicks and, and uh, Khalil Mack and Allen Robinson and all these guys, they picked the lane. like, you know what? That's right. I got this job because Pace and Nagy sucked. We're gonna move this salary out. We got a lot of dead cap space, but we move these guys out. We'll have on, over a hundred million dollars of cap space. If we don't do it right, though, the next couple of years with this money, then we can't. We shouldn't be in this job either. That's what polls should be saying, yeah. right? So when it comes to young quarterbacks in this league, uh, you know they was trying to throw Kyler Murray out too. By the way, first year, like oh yeah, fast, right? He's fine. You know, and so you have to be able to have patience with all this, especially when you're going to rebuild.
2: Yeah,
1: it, it's it's going to be interesting. And I'm glad that we're saying, I'm glad that most fans recognize as a rebuild. There's still some fans that are like, how did we not beat the Packers? I'm like, well, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback, people that know what they're doing. A lot of wins last four years. <laughs> like, but I mean, here's, here's the thing that you got to look at when it comes down to the end of this. This team is going to be middling no matter what but middling is better than what we were last year. Correct. And that is the point that I think a lot of bears fans tend to miss last season. I said, firing Nagy gives you two wins automatically. Like you, you, you moved him out the building just because he was so like, we're going to pass it. Well, you, you, you're better at our run blocking and, and, and running the football. We're going to pass it. You, you've got seven quarterbacks. We're going to pass it. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I guess we're going to pass it. Like That's sure. not going to work in the NFL. Very very mm-hmm. much like you said, selling out, right? They were selling out the other way. They were like, they're going to pass it. So we're all just going to play back, rush yeah. four and call it a day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and drop seven. <laughs> See what happens, right? It's, so, I mean, I just, I, I, I know what this is. Yeah. There's going to be some really, I think, really strong moments for the Bears. It's gotten off to a slow start, obviously, because of what's happened the first couple of games. But, I mean, we're going to see some yearbook moments where we would be like, boy, that's where Justin really thrived. But, boy, look at David Montgomery. Boy, look at the defense winning the game for the Bears. Yeah. But, I I mean, some people I feel like they just dropped on this earth like uh, this season and not realizing (laughs) that there are a number of teams that are going to start over and it's going to look like shit. That happens from time to time. right? It's going to look perfect. and And, by the way, you and I both know the goal. The goal is to get to the Lombardi. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. But 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 everybody's not blessed to have the Lombardi every year, man. Like I that's that just doesn't work that way. Hopefully the Bears will get there.
1: And and it's about getting there and building something that can get there every. I love I love the fans that are like especially like listening to Green Bay radio sometimes just to like anytime Aaron Rodgers loses in the playoffs it just makes me feel a little bit better. It's like my Super Bowl.
2: But uh, no, for it, real. It's for real. It, it, it's it, literally it, it, just
1: fans calling in, going, "We should yeah. just move on from Rogers."
2: Yeah. What?
1: <laughs> yeah. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a real thing up there. Like, so the bootleg Pat the designer up in Milwaukee, right? Whoever that guy is, or whoever that one is. Uh, 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 so the bootleg of uh, Pat the Designer, Pat the Farmer. We'll get. We'll have a show like this one. Yeah. We'll try have a show like this, one. and they will tell you, like, especially. Last Sunday, the offense was terrible. We couldn't move the ball against the Bears. We ran, we ran down their throats, but we could be so much better. It's almost like they're emblematic of Rodgers' sullen attitude. Yeah, you know, yeah. like how he is. just like grumpy. And so, but listen, if I'm a Packer fan. I'm happy. I'm winning the division. I'm flying that flag every year. That train never stops. But the thing that happens is. Is that uh you're not doing anything else besides that, right? You get you <laughs> beat you beat the Bears. Who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. So, so now what are you gonna do in the in the postseason, right? Yeah. And so that's that's their whole thing. But I laugh at that because I hear the same thing and I'm like, dude, I'd rather be a perennial winner than to be in the playoffs every now and then. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be at least in the dance for a chance. Yeah be here one year be out the next year be in one year and that we have a drought for years i don't want that for this team absolutely not
1: nah it's it's and it's sad to see I think the biggest thing is like I I get it all the time with like Bulls Nation, right? We're doing the Bulls live calls, right? It's just like yes. this Bulls team is going nowhere. This Bulls team is going to be a second round exit. This Bulls team, like, I'm like I get it, right? Like I was calling 82 games of us winning 20 of them, yeah. So it hurt. It feels a little bit better <laughs> for me. Wow. <laughs> but okay. hey, hey, listen, yeah, hoodie. It was it was rough out there, but also like at the end of the day. It's about moving in the right. I feel like Chicago fans really feel like it's still 1995 and like the bears always have a chance and the bulls are still winning championships and the white Sox are coming up. And it's like, Hey guys, like that was a long time ago. Like socks aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Bears are rebuilding. Bulls are in the process of trying to get back to something like we don't have that championship, uh, uh, um, What's the right word for it, right? Like the championship, like I expectation every season. Mm-hmm. Like you got to lower that. Like that was a long time ago. <laughs> that's right. I
0: mean, Jordan's not walking through that door. <laughs> Jordan's not walking through that door. <laughs>
1: yes, yes.
2: yes. <laughs> if he
0: is, he's going to be old, uh, as 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 uh, uh, Rick Pitino said. Like it's it's just yeah. That's one of those things, man. It's like when I look at the at um, the state of Chicago sports, so you have a Blackhawks team that's rebuilding Cubs team that's going to be rebuilding. Bears are rebuilding, um, with the, with the bulls, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait for your calls this year. Uh, I was just chilling, just, you know, trying to figure out what the bears are going to be and this, this whole white Sox thing. All of a sudden, Hey, by the way, dummy, NBA season is
1: right
2: around the corner.
0: It is? bro. How fast was that? It, 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 and I felt, that. it, it
1: felt so weird <laughs> because we haven't been in the playoffs in so long. It's like, oh yeah, we played an extra week and a half.
0: you you get down on those preseason games I'm
1: I'm calling every single preseason game I call every preseason game I'm I'm going all in on it listen somebody's throwing me an application right Right? like I'm not (laughs) somebody's gonna throw me an application after this season Yeah.
0: yeah yeah I just want I just want to I just don't want to know when to tune in because the preseason's here and by the way even though this is a lot of beer. I just want to point this out about the Bulls, just real quick. Let's do it. I want to talk to you about this. Let's do it. Because I'm concerned. Let's do it. And maybe you could talk to me. Maybe you get me off the ledge. I need your help with this. Let's do it. Okay, Pat. How come, or as my little godchild says, why come? Why come? Um, How come Lonzo Ball did not get his surgery in the summer and is taking care of it now? Why is that happening? Like the last thing I heard was his old man, Lavar says we are going to take care of, I'll take care of my son here in California and we'll work him out and we're going to find out. And it's like, so from the end of April to September, was it getting better? If it wasn't getting better, if he still felt like well, every time he ramps up, it was getting worse. Yeah. Why didn't you get the surgery in June or July? Why would you wait until something? And by the way, the Bulls, and this is breaking news on your show. Yeah. Uh, The Bulls apparently were looking at the situation and monitoring it. Yeah, because yeah. my fear was it was this LeVar. To, come on, kid. Come on. Come on, <laughs> Lonzo's
1: kid! just in a swimming pool with one of the
0: rims in it. Just
1: doing a
2: joke. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and run. that's
0: my, That was my concern. I'm like, if that guy's doing all that, I'm like, no, not this. Yeah, not yeah. this. But apparently the Bulls were in on this. This yeah. is some news for you. How come... Why is it that <laughs> my man hold is just... Hold like, on, let turns. me get the zoom in on
2: here. you. You go go full wall,
1: Joe. What's happening in Utah? <laughs> What's going on out there? <laughs>
0: why, why is that, Pat? <laughs> I, why is that? Why, why do you think that is? Because you know why I'm asking you this. I'm asking you this because that's the head of the snake on the perimeter defense. Yes. That dude, his three-point shooter is getting better. Yes. And his defense is, is stellar. He and Caruso at the, at the top. Yes. How come we got to wait for his surgery?
1: I think there's two things. The one part to me, I think is the part that I kind of hate about the politics that happen in leagues. A lot of time. Mm -hmm. The one part of it, I think is you really don't want to put him under the knife. You want him to be able to go back through this because you think about it, right? If he goes under the knife again, you're talking about full removal. You're essentially saying Lonzo, listen, there's nothing else we can do. We got to take the meniscus out. We got to make sure that we can put the padding in there. All of that. And now you're going to have a shorter career because arthritis is going to set in. Welcome to the NBA. But on the other side, right? I think there's a bit of a, I don't know if politics is the right word, but like, you got to play this up. If you send him back under the knife during the summer, Mm -hmm. you're basically saying and admitting we messed up. We signed a guy that we knew had knee issues. We signed a guy that we knew coming to this team could be miss some time because that's what his career has been. And I think this is the first time we can actually look at AK and say I don't know if it's going to end that way. Listen, he's 24 years old. I hope he comes back. I think he's going to be able to play well, but I think this is AK's first real that we messed up.
0: Hmm. The Bulls uh medical staff under scrutiny. Oh, that's a first. That's almost, that's all a different. Almost, <laughs> almost killed Lou <Luau> day, allegedly. <laughs> well, well, he's that's not what, here
2: anymore. Actually, that's
0: a, <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: no <laughs> I mean, actually, not here
2: anymore. Like, no, I know. Oh yeah, yes, I know. He's I, not
1: here anymore. The same, the same dude that like did like the I'm a hundred and seven year old shuffle when Chris Chris Dunn. Dunked the ball and fell on his face. Yeah, you know, like that's the guy we were rolling with for ten years.
0: I, I, I feel Alleged, like, allegedly, by allegedly, allegedly. I mean, oh, allegedly. I mean, that's one. <laughs> by the way, if people think I'm joking, that's one Google search. If people don't know the Luol Dang story, where he was supposed, he was diagnosed for one thing and it was something else. Yeah, and dude, almost with a out spinal of
2: tap. Yeah,
1: no, a hundred percent. And and Luol is, I believe. I might need to fact check that first, but I believe that Luol has said that that changed the trajectory of his career. Like that changed how long he was able to be that level of player. So Mm -hmm. that that's a whole, I mean, I think that's bulls fans biggest fear, right? Like as a bulls fan, do you feel like, and, and as somebody that breaks down the team, do you feel like the bulls don't have enough talent on this team to be competitive in the East? Or are you more fearful that, the Bulls won't be healthy enough to compete in the Eastern Conference?
0: Um, no, I expect the Bulls to be healthy enough to compete in the Eastern Conference, meaning that I expect Ball to be back whenever that is, yeah. January, I'm, I'm not even sure. So I expect them to be healthy enough, but we have to break it down. So it's more than just Chicago. Now let's take a look at the East, right? Yeah. So the best player, in the East, you could say that's Giannis. There's a lot of MB fans. There's a lot of Kevin Durant fans yep. that will say that those guys are the best. Okay, so our best, the Bulls' best is Zach Levine, who can give you anywhere from 25 to 30 points a game. Yep. My question is, so who's number two on the Bulls? I give you the number two on the Heat. I can give you Jimmy Butler. I can give you Tyler Hero. Yep. I give you the Celtics, the, the try-hard Celtics team. Uh, that was grinding it out last year. I can give you Harden and Embiid. I can give you a, a scrappy Toronto team. I can give you the crazy Nets, uh, Cleveland getting better with Donovan Mitchell. So there's a lot of talented team.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: But my question is, is I can give you the one, two, and three of those teams. Is the two for the Bulls going to be the same as the two for the Bulls last year? Meaning, was yeah. that just a charm season for DeMar? Or can he can he roll that back yeah. and do that again? Because you know what happened. You watch the games. You call the games. Yeah. There were times where the Bulls were just like Demar is hot, and that's let's the problem. Let's let let's let him cook for two, right? Yeah. And it's like, mm, that that was good. And I and here's the thing I love though, Pat. I'm not I'm not bashing them. What I'm saying is is that, and remember that roll on the on the West Coast trip. Yep. When you're just like, okay, is Joker not playing for Denver at that time? No. The point is that you're on the road, tough road trip, LA. You're playing Utah, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I think Denver was on that trip yep. and you were, you were kicking everybody's ass. Yep. Billy Donovan, when we talked to him, he's like, I it was a quirk in the schedule. There's a lot of the stars are out. I don't care. <laughs> you were on the road and winning. I don't care who's playing, who's not. Yeah, I was yeah. impressed by that. But a lot of that was DeMar because Levine had COVID Maybe three times, maybe four times yeah,
2: last year. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so Demar had to—he was cooking. My question is not a, not a knock. My concern: Can Demar be that strong number two again? Because that's needed. That's a, because all the other teams, I know their their lineup. I know their top two or three players. Yeah. But you know, Levine is going to need to lean on a few people when his shooting touches in not there every night.
1: I think the the part that you have to hope for, and I know this sounds crazy, right? I think DeMar can be that player. I actually hope DeMar takes a step back though. And I know a lot of Bulls fans have looked at me crazy when I've said that, but I hope DeMar takes a step back because if DeMar's being the same player that he was last season, that means that we have a lot of the same issues that we had last season where guys are out. Um, guys aren't performing as well as we thought they were. You had to, uh, Zach Levine's playing on 50% of a knee, apparently. <laughs> and so he's out there one legged trying to give you everything he's got then he's visibly limping off the court the other way i think those are the things where Demar all of a sudden he's like all right well i guess i'm just gonna go for 35 again tonight and see how this works for us and it worked out more times than not but i think here's the thing that has to happen with the chicago bulls and it's the biggest if in all of sports right i look at a team like the bucks remember jabari parker Dominant. I, I think a lot of people forget Jabari Parker was a dominant player on that Bucks team, <laughs> averaging 20 plus, um, going out there cooking. Giannis was the young guy coming up. He's trying to figure it out. All of a sudden, Giannis starts to take steps up. Jabari gets hurt. Giannis is now the focal point. You have to have that young guy that not only maybe surprises you, but steps up and takes on the mantle of Paul George to Danny Granger, Giannis to Jabari Parker, right? Not saying that there has to be, I think in both those situations, there was some injury that went in there, but there has to be that player that you look at one day and just go Jordan Poole to Stephen Curry, where you're yeah. just like, Hey, he's really good too. We thought he was going to be good, but he he's like really, really good. And that's where the bulls will take that next step until then. Right. You're going to be, competitive in the east every year you're gonna be a top four or five team and i like where the bulls are going with this because i think the worst thing that you can do and it's the gar route and i don't care what anybody says it has never worked in the nba tanking does not work the process has not worked the process has not been out of the second round yet yep <laughs> The process just doesn't work. The tanking, okay. OKC, they went and got Chet. Chet may be back during the season. How many wins did you give them with Chet down there? Zero. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the process just doesn't work. So I like the direction the Bulls are going. OK, let's get some vets in here. Let's get some vets in here. and uh, Or let's get DeMar, let's get Lonzo, let's get Booch. Because now, when free agency starts to come up, guess what? The Bulls look exciting.
0: You know what I can't wait for You see, I don't see. I'm, I, uh, you know, real G's move in silence like lasagna. So I will just tell you. I will just tell you. What I love is to just get in the comments. I like to sneak in the comments. I don't text you because I'm not (laughs) trying to have a back and forth with you at this I'm not because I'm going to lose that. I'm not. I'm not going to do back and forth and and argue. Listen, listen, listen. You
1: can hold your own with Cappy. You can hold your own with anybody.
0: uh, But you, my boy, I'm not going to argue with you about (laughs) Chicago sports. But I do like to sneak into the comments on your shows, right? And I cannot wait till mm, like game 32. And you're going to be like, I just don't understand why Patrick Williams is not a better player right now. We need him (laughs) for 20 and 10. And I cannot wait. And I'll speak in the comments and say, you're being unfair to a young player. I, I asked you, I asked you in September, who's going to be the number two guy? And DeRozan will sit out like on a back-to-back. You're going to need a number two guy. And, and Bruce, which is three, he's not going to hit. And you're going to be like, why is Patrick Williams not that dude? How come he's not that dude? Clip that. By right. here's, here's, that? Here's, so here's the thing on it. That's what's going to happen. No, no, <laughs> I'm telling you that's what's going to happen. Because that's what you're setting it up for, right? Yeah. You gave the analysis and never said anything about Patrick Williams. Yeah. Because that's what's going to happen. Like, the Ball's not going to be there. It'll be Caruso or Dragic. And then it'll be Zach having a bad night. Bucevic won't be able to step up, and then you're gonna be like, "Hmm, how come the kid's not been able?" Because that's what we're waiting for, right? Yeah. Patrick Williams to will be that dude that is a a two way player, and they and just like Justin, it may not happen this year. Yeah. Just be prepared for that. All I need to see, though, here's my
1: thing. I'm very I'm very fair with with our younger players. I've waited for every single one of them, right? Like for me. I've given Kobe White a ton of leeway because as crazy as it sounds, this is Kobe White's first training camp. You don't get to work on things in the off season, right? Like you are during the season. I'm sorry. So off season is really when you work on your game more. So Kobe White's first training camp, Kobe, show me something. Show me a reason you're supposed to be here, brother. You, you've been working on your ball handling all off season. Show me the reason you're supposed to be here as the seventh pick in the draft. I think for me, I just need to see a step from P. Well, P. Will last season. Right. I love how he finished the season. I love how he was playing in the playoffs. Yeah, he wasn't. The the Bulls fans biggest knock to me that P. Will wasn't strong enough to stop. Giannis is the greatest oh. knock in the world because I just look and I'm like, show oh, me the dude. You show me the dude in the NBA and I will give up my entire draft class. for him.
0: That's unfair. Yeah, that's completely unfair.
1: But I just need to see a step. Right. If Patrick Williams is 15 and eight this season. We're moving in the right direction. He's 21, 15 and eight. Yep. yep. As, if we had drafted him 21 and he came in and gave us 15 and eight, we'd feel great about it. I, I, I don't need to see P will be the number two this season, but I think the only way the bulls get to the point that we all want them to get to is if you start to have some of these young guys that you've invested in taking steps in the right direction and forcing their way in the rotation. I love a lot of the people that go, um, they're not going to pee well enough. Like, well, he hasn't forced his way to earn those minutes. What did Jimmy Butler do when he was here? Jimmy Butler was like, I'm going to stop the best dude, and then I'm going to go up and I'm going to keep dunking this ball on people. And then all yeah, of a sudden, they were a, like, oh, yeah. let's
0: keep going to him a little bit more. Yeah, he was a bench guy first. And yeah. then, like, he was just there. All, he was a perfect dividend player. He was a defensive player. Yep. Then he, he, he blossomed into a two-way player.
1: Yeah. And and so. I think that's what the Bulls need, right? I I'm not asking you to come out and be – one of the best players in the NBA right away. I never asked that because right, like I think Paolo Bancaro is going to be a great player. I don't think Chet will. I think he'll be an okay player. But at the end of the day, one of them could suck. One of them could be great. That's the luck of the draft.
0: Are you nothing surprises me in sports? Nothing surprises me. But I will ask you: Do you are you surprised that Kobe White's still here? I did not expect him to be on this roster, quite frankly. And and we know who he is, right? That's a, He's a microwave. He yeah. heats up off the bench. Unfortunately, that's who he is because there's no real spot for him. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there is no tweener in a one and two. You either got to be one or the other. And I think that for a shooter, depending on the day and depending on the team, he can really heat it up. I thought that they would try to upgrade the bench a little bit more, yeah. but he's still here.
1: I think what surprises me more so, right, is that the value that AK has placed on a player that's not his, right? Because they, we heard trade packages coming back. There were teams offering, we'll give you a low-level player and a pick. We'll give you a couple second-round picks for him. We'll give you, like, I would have thought, especially as much as AK is hitting the second round, <laughs> you got Io Sumo last year, I would have absolutely thought, okay, a couple second-round picks for Kobe White. He's not your guy, right? That's how most regimes go. So I'm more surprised by... The uh, uh, um, value that AK and Mark Eversley have put on Kobe White. I think the problem with Kobe White is Kobe's and and AK and Billy Donovan spoke to this going into the offseason, getting ready for uh, um, the draft and stuff like that, where they look at Kobe as a guy who you've had to you've been asked to wear so many hats mm-hmm. in three years in the NBA, you've been asked to be the starting point guard. You've been asked to be the bench point guard. You've been asked to be the bench shooting guard. You've been asked to be the bench three in some situations just because you're six, five I'm not buying it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that AK trying to give him every shot to prove why he's here. And we've seen him do that, right? He gave Larry market every opportunity. They were like, go be great. Larry pouted, go to the bench and be great. Larry pouted. I got to trade you. Yeah. And I think, well, I think that more so, right. When you look at where AK knows what he wants to build, he wants to build a young team. That's going to be here for 10 years. We've heard continuity so much this offseason. I thought we were talking about the bears.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you try to try, Well, here's my question. You trying to build for the next 10 years to be the best bulls team. or Are you trying to build Denver?
1: I think there's a diff. I think the biggest difference in the two, right? Is this Denver doesn't get big free agents. Mm -hmm. Denver is Denver, right? Mm -hmm. If you build that Denver team in Chicago, LeBron James looks at Chicago and goes, well, maybe not now, but you know, some, one of the top players in the NBA looks at Chicago goes, that's a great market. That's a great Mm -hmm. team. I can build a brand there, right? Like if we had Denver in Chicago for the last 10 years, we'd be able to get free agents. The biggest problem with the bulls was you were going out there trying to sell Chicago and it's cold and there's no talent on the team.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Talent matters first, right? (laughs) Like this, despite the weather talent matters. Like you, every team wishes they, especially in the, in the Midwest, they wish they had a, a Giannis that actually doesn't mind. Yeah. Like play. He's like, yeah, I can see myself in Milwaukee for forever. For the Bulls.
2: Yeah. Uh, hey, hey
0: come
1: that. on. Hey, there's a reason we went and got your brother, bro. Like, pull up. <laughs> yeah,
0: great long term that. player.
1: Great, great long term player. Which one is it? Coast is cut. It's not a, uh, uh, doesn't
0: matter. It's, uh, I think it's the Otis. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, they'll, they'll all be yes. working. They'll all be working. So that's fine. <laughs> I think that's, um, you know, and that used to be the excuse, right? Nobody wants to play in the Midwest. You were to play out West, you want to play out East. Nah. Now, there are no small markets in the NBA, even with New Orleans and San Antonio. Yeah. You can make a gainful living anywhere, but you want to go where the talent is, right? That's what it is. You want to go where the action is. Chicago is is hotter now than it was under guard packs. Nobody wanted to play for that nonsense, right? And, and so it's up to Eversley. I don't want to talk to him. I just want to know what's on his mind. I, K, I kind of know what's on his mind. He likes house music. I just want to ask him.
1: I just want to ask him. What was I May on when they were down in Philly together? I'm like, what's going on there?
0: <laughs> Knee along. <laughs>
1: that's the that's the main reason I wanted him to be the coach. I
0: it's didn't care about the coach. Yeah, seriously. it's kind of funny how that works, right? It's kind of funny, Pat, because it's like my it, on my phone right now. It is burning. It's burning because mine too. It's like I love the conjecture from my cousins. It's like. Man, you cheat on whoever you want to cheat on, but just don't cheat on me a lot. Like, oh I'm like, oh, thanks for the justification. It's okay to cheat, but just not her, right? It's like That's, that's what I'm, it is. That's where we at, right? Like, come this, on, dog. Me alone. I'm hosting, too. Come on, I'm now. hosting the show and I'm looking at my phone like, okay, you guys are ridiculous. I'm so <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so I, I I I'm looking forward to this season, uh, because if the and I don't know if the Bulls under cheat, but if they do you know the first Clarion call. The first thing people say is, "See, you held your cards and yeah. you get this team better, right?" And so, you know, one thing for sure, people didn't like packs because they stayed with the core. Yeah. At this point in time, you got to figure out like if you don't get further than you did last year, you got to seriously consider what can we do for added scoring. Yeah. And I think that that's something they have to consider.
1: But I think right if you and if you do that after giving the core their shot, you know, right? Like the worst thing, the worst thing Bulls fans ever had, all Chicago fans, right? What's the what's the Chicago curse at this point? Get rid of the guy, guy goes somewhere else. He's one of the best players in the league. What the heck happened?
2: <laughs>
1: why, mm-hmm. why wasn't he doing that here? Well, because yeah. you were asking him to do the wrong thing. So I think, right, like AK and Mark Eversley just really want to know. What this team is, if it get, if it's healthy, and listen, if it can't stay healthy, I think they will make those changes. I think the biggest thing Bulls fans need to remember, and it to kind of to push back on, like big market, small market, right? Like who's going to play in Denver? They've got uh, they've got the MVP back to back, and and he can't get consistent stars out there with him. No,
0: I no, I don't. I don't think that's true. I just I think that you know if you have a if there's money available. Yeah. You, it increases your chance to win. You'll play anywhere. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think, I think that for Utah in particular, right? Yeah. So it's, it's Danny Ainge, like, watch, he'll come out of this hole. Like, he'll find, like, oh, no, no he'll be cool back boy. in a year. He'll, yeah. <laughs> he, because people laugh at him now. It's like, this is what he did with Boston, right? He yeah. Just like, you will trade away all the assets, gather all the draft picks, yep. throw this thing in a couple of years, and they'll be right back up there. Now, Maybe they'll be back up to the 50 wins and get bounced in the first and second round. But the point is that you have to change the culture. You got to yeah. change. Gobert uh, and Mitchell did like, not like each other. And so trade them both and let's just rebuild. Uh, so I, I just think, you know, they've been a perennial winner. And if you feel like when the when you play Duck, Duck, Goose, you keep going around and around. And if there's an opportunity for you to win and you can make money doing so, yeah, you definitely will do that. You will go where the winner is. This, If nothing else, Pat, this is more or less AAU. It, I, will run, I, I will I will go to the team that's going to help me win a chip. I will go there to increase my chances to win. That's the league today.
1: Oh, yeah. hundred percent. But I think right if we had. And I think I mean, would you agree if we had Denver's team in Chicago right now, we'd be able to get similar talent and or more talent than Denver's able to acquire over there?
0: What is the league's perception, players, the league's perception of Jokic?
1: <laughs> Two-time MVP at least. <laughs> all right, all right,
0: all right. I, I, I like his LinkedIn resume. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, but I mean, like, no, but you know what I'm asking yeah. you. Yeah. You know what I'm asking you, right? It like, is Jokic got the same clout as LeBron or KD? Maybe not KD lately, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the, the other players in the league, I don't know the relationship that Jokic has with others in the league, but you know, you want to run to with guys that you feel like you can kick it with and be able to win a championship with. I don't like, yes. If, if if the Denver nuggets were in Chicago, they would be a solid team in the East, even though you can still take on KD and and all that, they'd be formidable for sure. But like I'm saying about relationships is Jokic popular. Uh, uh, athletes aside, like, yeah, is he popular like the t- other top five players in the league, like Giannis and yeah. and, Katie and... I, I would say no, yeah,
1: that, that definitely matters because you think yeah. about like a lot of the, the reason that uh, um, DeMar came to Chicago is because him and Vulture boys and they've been boys the entire time, so I, I it does matter. I just, I,
0: I you see, you see, do you see Jokic kicking it with uh. LeBron and that circle at the All-Star game? I That's don't, good.
1: but I also kinda like that a little bit too. I'm not gonna lie to you. It gives me gives me some 90s nostalgia. I will say he's a little bit of a rager back home, though. I, I you see the videos of him back <laughs> home. Rager. He's just like taking one to the head and like flips a fire pit. It's like what's going on? Like shit, <laughs> two time MVP. I thought he'd be working out right now. Nice. Nah, <laughs>
0: no, he's a he's the roller baloney and he's and he can knock down threes. And that dude is a monster. That's what he is. Like he don't worry he ain't worried about your, your push ups and he ain't worried about your, your, your bicep curls and your you know, your sit ups. Uh, he ain't worried He's worried I, about knocking down a three. That's what he's tear. That's what he
1: cares about. I love it, man, because it, it gives me hope that my body doesn't have to be great to just to just keep being great, man. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I
0: right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That my hero.
1: I don't gotta have a six-pack, Jokic is my guy. Hoodie, I appreciate you for coming through and showing love to the show, man. Hoodie's been somebody who's been in my corner for probably pre-COVID um just tuning into the show watching a lot of the stuff man so i really appreciate you coming on the show man would love to have you on anytime you're available to come on because i do this every
0: day <laughs> okay we could do that we could do that i i want to let people know just step to the side but i guess no, the your, your audience just step to the side please boom. um i'll take the one screen please. there you go yeah you got it um <laughs> pat the designer has a great program and i hope that you are able to tell people I mean, people don't be selfish. Tell people that this is the spot. You're a sports fan, Chicago sports fan, or otherwise. This is the show that you should be watching because he's fantastic. The passion is there, the wit and wisdom is there. So make sure that you are checking this show out. If you have not subscribed? Tell people to subscribe to this channel. As Patrick Designer. This is where you need to be. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I appreciate you so much. The $20 will be in the mail uh, on Sunday. <laughs> Money.
0: You see the inflation. Oh man. Dang.
1: <laughs> no, I really do appreciate you, hoodie. Listen, fellas, as always, and ladies too, uh, make sure that we you let us know how you guys feel in the comments below. Make sure that you tune in and rock with all the episodes. Make sure you're listening in to the Cap and J Hood Show every monday through friday in the morning i start my morning with you guys every morning as i'm making a cup of coffee man so you got you guys get me started especially with a child it's it's a lot of early mornings
0: a lot of early Uh, mornings it's it's funny you and i have the same issue (laughs) i also start my morning with a child
1: take that for what you will cap uh, it is what it is um hoodie appreciate you for showing love let the people know what you got coming up anything you've got coming up or uh, where they can uh, tune in and check out uh anything outside of cap and jay hood
0: well i have the under the hood podcast that's available right now look for under the hood with jonathan hood podcast i just talked to yolanda ross from the hit tv show the shy she's also an american gigolo right now girl's from omaha uh but she is doing some great things in television so i talked to her so subscribe to the under the hood podcast it's available right now and also good karma wrestling pat knows that i'm into pro wrestling so check out good karma wrestling it's available on it. all podcast platforms
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, you got you got me into it. Like I, I'm I'm keeping up with different storylines and stuff like that. Like they're like the Rock is coming back. I'm like, why? Why is the yes. Rock coming back? We don't need this again. But it's okay. Uh, as always, man, it's your boy <laughs> Path the Designer back at it again to continue watching our Chicago sports content. Click the links on the screen or check the links in the description below. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago.
2: Peace.